what's up? I'm your host, Bob Thompson, and welcome to Unleashing Greatness, the number one show for people who are ready to finally start or scale their own business and do it successfully. Over the last nine years, I've scaled my little basement business to 15 plus locations and several other businesses, but it hasn't been without trial and error and lots of adversity. I'm here to share with you the strategies and tools that actually work when running a business and how not to lose yourself while doing it. So if you're ready to unleash the greatness within you, let's dive into today's show. Hey, what's going on? So today, I'm going to share with you what I did that took me from almost closing the doors to my gyms in the early years to then doing over $20 million in sales in five years. But most importantly, what are really the top three things that contributed to that happening so that you can do the same thing, whether you're getting started or getting ready to scale? So let's go ahead. Let's dive in. And uh, before I really go into everything, I do want to give you a bit of background. Since this is the first episode, whether you're listening to this right as it airs or shortly thereafter, you know I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory, but I'm not going to go into too much of that today. Throughout all these, you'll get to pick up on you know really my journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff, and but of course how it's going to apply to you and really your business and your life. But I do want to share something that I think is really important uh, as we go and dive into today. I started my business with absolutely no business experience whatsoever. And I think this is really important to know. Like, Once I made the decision to do this, I was like, all right, I guess I'm starting a business. And And I had in the thought of my mind, I remember this, like, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen. I was... You know, I went into the fitness space. I opened a gym. I was a personal trainer. I was a really good personal trainer, but I had no business experience whatsoever. I knew nothing about business. I had spent all that time leading up to that, you know, going to school, all this to be a great trainer. And I just figured, hey, if I fail, then I'll go get a job somewhere else. And I do think we can dive into this in another episode. I think that's really important to know is a lot of times, what holds us back is that fear of getting started. It's the what if, what if I don't succeed, that fear of failure. And I think that we have two things we need to look at. What's the worst that can happen if I do get started and it doesn't work? But ultimately, what's the worst that can happen if I don't actually do this thing? If I don't actually go after my dreams, try and create the business that is going to set me up for all this true potential success. And then you have to outweigh, like, which one's really worse? And I think if you're watching this, obviously not getting started or not scaling your business, that is the worst outcome. And I think that's important to know is to have a salient negative reality in the back of your mind, but not let it stop you because it didn't for me. So really, as you're listening today, I want to give you those, you know, those top three things that if I look back at it, allowed me to really go from closing the doors to to doing over 20 million in sales, to scaling my business, to allowing me to create other businesses. And when I talk about those sales, I'm just talking about the gym business. I'm not talking about the other businesses that go, you know, that kind of started along with that. But if I never got started, none of that would have ever happened. You know, I'm recording this video or you're listening to this, so you maybe don't see it. Uh, but I'm sitting in the living room of my place in Montana. Now I'm from Jersey originally. And I, you know, have, because of 
really what I did in business when I was kind of just like, hey, I want to pick up and move. I want to live in Montana. I was able to make that happen, you know, and it was a really relatively simple and painless uh, decision and journey to move over here while still most of my business is on the East Coast. You know, I, I share all that so that you know that I didn't have any experience, any knowledge going into business. And I did this with really no money. Yeah, I saved up a little bit. I started uh, my first gym with about $20,000 in savings, which in the grand scheme of things, isn't a lot of money. And on future episodes, I'm going to share with you, if I was going to start a business and I had no money and actually had this conversation with a good buddy of mine the other week, what I would actually do to get started and what I would do to make my first you know, million dollars in 12 months. That'll be for another day. But I do want to share that I was kind of able to do all this with not that much money, with absolutely zero experience in business. And that's really why I'm here today. I'm recording this so you can watch it or you can listen to it is falling into this game of entrepreneurship has been really beneficial to me. And I truly believe that everybody can do it. Everybody can really accomplish anything they want to. You have to take that first step. And then I figure, why not just share what has really helped me and what I'm continuing to do so you can follow along and you can do the same thing. The cool thing that I'm really doing this podcast, it's not to sell you on anything, really to even monetize it or any of that stuff. I'm just like, hey, I got some cool stuff and I want to share it. I figure that uh, if it can help at least one person, whether you know starting and scaling their business, then it's been totally worth it. And that's why we're here today. So with that kind of knowledge as we get into today, keep that in mind. If, if you don't have any experience, that's totally okay. And I would sometimes argue that's even better for you especially if you're maybe going into an industry that you don't know much about. With all of that said, I'm sure you want to know about these three things that allowed me to do those 20 million in sales when I was probably about a month away from closing the doors. So why don't we just dive in and I'm going to go with the first one. The one thing that I've taken a look at and I credit to the success of my businesses is the constant advertising that we've done. I fell in love with marketing and advertising shortly after opening my gym. Because when I opened the gym, I was like, all right, great. I'm a great trainer. I need to get clients. I have rent to pay. I would like to make some money myself. You know, that old saying is, if you build it, they will come is not true at all. So I was like, I got to figure out a way to get people to come in the doors so that I can actually have paying clients. And I just started to kind of dive into some books. And I think it was the third book that I ever read uh, when it came to business was Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Sales Letter. And the cool thing about that book is you can just kind of like follow along and then write a piece uh, that now you have your sales letters. It's a form of, you know, direct response marketing. So that's exactly what I did. You know, I was a personal trainer. I was training athletes and adults at the time. So I followed along Dan Kennedy's book put together this, looking back at it, not so great piece of copywriting. And then I threw it on Craigslist. And when I put it on Craigslist, something amazing happened, which changed my view of this whole thing of business. And I actually signed up 
high ticket clients from Craigslist who then came to me calling and wanting to sign up to get training. I didn't have to go chase them down. I didn't have to do any of that. That person actually came to me, that first person. I was like, whoa, this can actually do something. And then I would just put it up again and I would put it up again. And every time that I put it up on Craigslist, I was able to get clients from it. It was at that moment I fell in love with marketing. And then the next thing that happened was kind of just like, you know, I did that for a little bit. I would put these pieces up, uh, you know, and I had my first location and it did pretty well for the first year, all things considered at that stage of my life and that journey uh, or that stage of my, my business journey. And then I opened up a second location because I was like, hey, what works here? Why don't I just do it over there? And it just didn't really work that way. And I remember that's when I was about, I was like looking at my bank account. I was like, I have no money. You know, I have like 30 days and then I'm out of cash. And I just so happened to be scrolling on Facebook. You know, obviously I wasn't busy. I was losing money. So I had time to kill. So I was on Facebook and I'm scrolling. And then I see an ad uh, from one of my uh, early mentors, uh, Sam Bakhtiar. And I remember, I think it, it was an ad about like, here's all these leads that they had gotten or something. I don't remember the exact ad or anything like that, but I clicked on it. And I watched whatever video I had, and then I set up a call with him. And when I got on the call with him, he just showed me this like Excel sheet or Google sheet or whatever it was of all these leads that he had gotten in the last 30 days. And it was hundreds of them. And I think in the last 30 days for me, I had like five leads, maybe 10 from referrals from my clients or something like that. And that's it. And he was showing me, hey, this is, these are all these leads I have. Business is booming. And uh, I'll teach you exactly how to do all this. I was like, all right, great. With barely any money, signed up right there. And I was like, if he can teach me, if he has the success that I want to do, this was kind of like, I guess, a little bonus one. I always, especially as even now uh, in business, I'm not ever really necessarily looking to reinvent the wheel. I look at those who have already achieved the success that I want to achieve. And then I just try and listen to them and model them. So that's exactly what I did. I didn't have any money left. I was about 30 days from closing the doors. So I did use what little money I did have, invested into him. He taught me his system, which really relied heavily on running ads on Facebook, getting people to come to the gym. I also had to change my business model. So I changed my business model, went from training athletes to then doing boot camp gyms, focusing on weight loss, you know, so two completely different things. And then I went over and, uh, and I started running ads. And this changed everything about me. And, and, you know, I would share over years that I actually kind of said it was, I was more of a direct response company, direct response marketing company that just so happened to own gyms. And that's how we delivered. And that's how we operated, you know? So one of the most important things was constant advertising. I was able to scale my gyms from two locations to eight locations, from going from barely, you know, being able to operate about to close my doors to doing multiple millions a year and then franchising that business while starting some other business along because I advertise. And I'm a direct response marketer. That's the kind of advertising that I did. And also as a result, I'll kind of share two things. One, you know, was then I actually built a local brand along the way. To make sure that your ads work though, so this is what I encourage, I encourage you to not look at, most people when they think about ads, they're like, oh, I'm just spending money and if I get a return, then great. With, you know, But they don't always expect a return. 
And it's a shifted mindset you need to have. And that's one of the reasons I like direct response is especially when I'm looking at a local business, a service brick and mortar business, that's what my gyms were. If I was spending money on ads, I needed to get a return. And I think within the first month of running those ads on Facebook, I was able to make enough money to pay for Sam's services and that mastermind for the whole year in one month. And that was like doing everything not 100%, like mostly wrong, terrible at sales, barely knew what I was doing when it came to running ads, shifted my whole entire business, but just within 30 days, it completely transformed it as well. Now, in order to run ads successfully on Facebook or YouTube or wherever your ads are, the one thing, I'm not going to dive into it today, but the one thing that's super important is you have to have an absolutely amazing offer. That's the, the most important thing to a successful advertising campaign, whether it's online or even offline, is having a great offer. And then the next thing is you have to be willing to test. And in order to test, you have to advertise. You have to spend money on advertising. You have to keep putting it out there. Once I started advertising, I never stopped. And that was back in 2014. You know, and the gyms went through a pandemic. They were shut down. We never stopped advertising, even throughout that. And that's what allowed us to really make it through and then come out the other end extremely successful as a result. I focused on direct response, especially if you're any business, but uh, a local business, a brick and mortar business, you know, I was a service business or anything like that. I would focus on creating those direct response offers. And then what allowed me to help with that advertising, I was able to use that advertising that at the time I was getting like 10 or more return on ad spend every single month that I was then able to build a local brand because I was advertising so much, business was booming, I was opening up locations. And I used what's called the triangle method, which for me was just, this is how scientific and, and planned out my business is. I noticed that, you know, in brick and mortar, if I had people coming for my front end offer from like 30 minutes away, they wouldn't stay. And now that's going to kind of go into kind of point three I'll talk about today. But they wouldn't stay. They would come. They were friends of people that were there. But it was just too far of a drive for them. So what I tried to do was create or open a location every kind of 30 minutes from each other. And if I could, set it up almost in a triangle formation. That way, their friends and family that lived close would know about the gym. We'd put the ads. And I know that I was already attracting people because they were willing to travel 30 plus minutes for it. But if I was going to get them to stay, then I needed to make the drive super easy, five to 15 minutes for them. And then at the same time, I built up a local brand that way because now my ads were just all over the place. But at the same time, their friends and family were members of the gym. So I was able to build a brand while using direct response marketing. So I was getting guaranteed ROI on all my ads while then still building something that then made it so that if you were thinking about losing weight, there was only one option if you lived anywhere close to my gyms. So if you want to build a business or you want to scale your business, I really believe in order to make that happen, you have to be advertising. Marketing is one of those cornerstones of your business that too many people kind of give afterthought or they just, they put to like an intern or somebody else because maybe they were the technician that started it. When in reality, that's what you should learn and you really should put a focus on. And if you're just getting started or whatever, really look into 
really look into direct response and, you know, take a look at the Godfather, uh, Dan Kennedy, when looking to do that. Now, being able to attract leads in your business is an absolutely great thing. But then what happens if you're getting all these leads and you're not able to convert them into clients? Now you're just kind of spending money. So you need to have a strong sales process. So the second thing that you need when you're starting a business or you're scaling your business is a strong sales process. I mean, sales are the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have any sales, you don't have any money coming in, you're going to soon not have a business, period. And sales can be really scary, especially if you're a gym owner. Like, you can feel super sleazy doing sales. But one of the things that we have to understand is if you can't sell somebody your product or your service, you can't help them. And if you own a gym like I did, you do that because you want to change somebody's life. For some reason, fitness had a huge impact on you. You're passionate about it. You want to help others do the same thing because you know the massive benefits that come along with it. But in order to do that, you actually have to sign somebody up. And it's not a sleazy thing at all. You shouldn't be sleazy or pushy or any of that stuff doing sales anyway. But you need to have a strong sales process, whether you're service-based or product-based or whatever. And leading before I switched the model, um, you know, my sales process was relatively easy. A referral would come in. I would give them a workout, just wow them with the experience, and boom, they would sign up. But that's like referrals and that, like they're warm. That's not a real big scalable model. So when I started bringing in cold leads, I needed to have a, a sales process that worked for those cold leads. I would take people that saw an ad on Facebook and then want to join within like one to three days, you know? And so I'd get them in. And the method that originally started was doing these large group sales presentations. And yeah, I sucked at it at first. We ran ads for probably, I don't know, maybe a week. It's running ads, had everybody, every single, and there was like, and your sales process can be imperfect. That's okay. Imperfect action trumps no action. So at the time, my sales process was like, people would opt in onto my landing page. I would send them some follow-up emails to get them to come to an orientation. I don't even know how many. Uh, and then they, hopefully they would show up. You know, so... There was a lot of people that got lost in that process, but they would come, they come to this large group sales orientation. The first one that I ever did, there was about 50 people that were there. I've never done this before whatsoever. I'm not comfortable with sales. I'm not a salesperson traditionally or anything like that. Yeah, I've read some books on, on uh, how to do sales. I needed to, to know sales so that I could actually grow my business up until that point. And I remember this is the first time I had 50 people and I've absolutely bombed. I signed up five people that night and actually one of them, I didn't even charge them. So I really only signed up four people on the first time that I ever did this. It taught me a lot. You know, you learn a lot through your failures. And at that point, I once saw the power of advertising and then I knew that if I could just help these people understand how my program will actually truly change their life regardless of everything else they did in the past, then this is going to be able to grow like wildfire. And uh, that's exactly what it did. So I was like, hey, I need to get better at sales. I need to learn into this. So I leaned into my coach at the time, read more stuff. And then really it was just more sales orientations, more sales orientations, more sales orientations. And then I got better. And eventually that sales, you know, if I was doing an orientation, depending on the size, I would close anywhere from 75 to 90% of people in that room. You know, we would have sales orientations as up to 50 people. Imagine closing 75% of people in that large group. 
In order to actually do this, I had to fully script it out. All sales orientations were the exact same. So you need to have a strong sales process. And what I would encourage you to do is to really just have one sales process. So just like when you're constantly advertising, I've really just focused on one offer for years while really scaling that business. And then with the sales process, we had one way that we signed people up. In the beginning, it was when they came in, they had to go to a sales orientation and that's how we did it. And then I would do the orientations and then eventually team members would do the orientations as well. And we all followed the same process for that orientation. Eventually, we then switched over to doing one-on-one appointments in person. And for a period of time, we had to do phone appointments. And that's how we signed people up. Once we switched over to doing a one-on-one, which is how we do it now, that's the only way people sign up. Now, maybe there's some limiting stuff there and there'll be some stuff I test in the future, um, you know, putting them through video sales letters or even a, a long uh, mm-hmm. sales uh, letter and stuff like that to see how that would work. I just haven't tested it because honestly, that sales process that we use works. You know, when we get people to come in, they sign up. But it's the same way. We have the same formula and we have that sales process completely written out so that whoever's doing it We know exactly what to expect from the outcome. Sales are the lifeblood of your business. So whether you like it or not, it's something that you really, really should focus on learning and getting good at. But understanding that like sales doesn't have to be sleazy. It's not. It's actually how you can help people. And if you are starting a business with a product or service, you truly believe in it, then you have a moral and ethical obligation to help somebody. And in order to do that, you have to sign them up into your program. Now, once you sign them up, it's great. If you're able to generate those leads, if you're then able to sign those people up, that's fantastic. But like for my gyms, we would sign people up into a front-end offer. I'm a big believer that especially with service-based stuff, you know, you want to give people a specific result in a specific time frame. Most gyms at the time were like, hey, come in for a free week and then sign up for a year. I know you hate working out and having that success, but boom, that's what we offer. So that's why we went with a specific offer that was completely different to really what the marketplace was doing. And we got them in on the front end offer, which is great, but we have to then get them to stay. You know, and that's where I love in business is recurring revenue. You know, the great thing about the fitness space, if you have a gym, is let's say you get those people to sign up on the front end, you then convert them into members, and now they're paying on a weekly or monthly basis. So when you get started, you're like, all right, cool, like, hey, I'm adding new people, adding new people, adding new people. You know, six months or a year in or wherever it is for your business, for us, it was even sooner. You then know, you wake up and you look, hey, every single month, I know that I'm going to be breaking even or I'm going to be profitable. And that's all because of recurring revenue. So I love businesses that can get recurring revenue. If you want to have great recurring revenue or returning customers that buy again and buy again, let's say you're doing a product and you don't have it on subscription, you need to have amazing customer experience. And this was something that I also learned the hard way. You know, we were really good at generating leads. We're really good at signing people up, but we kind of floundered in the beginning, actually converting them into recurring members. And it was great because All the marketing worked really, really well in the beginning, and it still works really well now. But in the beginning, it's like, great, we're generating all this revenue, but it should be even more because we should have even more members on recurring revenue. Now, eventually, I did go and end up getting my recurring revenue to over 2,500 members across my eight locations. However, at first, 
it wasn't all that great. It wasn't that successful. And then I realized in order to truly be able to convert people uh, into, you know, returning customers, that comes down to having amazing customer experience. And it really highlighted to me. So I want to share a story. I had uh, this guy, Dan Formica, come in. Uh, He used to be part of the Disney team. And he came in and did a presentation and a training uh, for my team at the time on creating amazing customer experience and how to wow them in the Disney effect. And he shared a story, which I think is extremely important to really understand. And this kind of comes into, you could even talk about how this overcomes where you feel about pricing and all that stuff. Uh, But he shared about Disney and like Disney, you obviously know about Disney. They're a huge company that constantly grows. And yeah, they had, you know, actually really amazing story. So highly recommend you look into the Disney story. But if you think about it, for Disney, for a lot of families, they save up for a year in order to do this extremely expensive trip to their family because they know the memories and the experiences that are going to be had for it. You know, so it, when this happens, let's say it's Christmas Day, these parents gift their child who absolutely adores Disney and the princesses. They gift her a trip like, hey, in six months or eight months, we're going to Disney. And the kid's like looking forward to it, counting down the days, has it on their calendar, wearing their dresses, watching the movies, doing all that stuff, getting really, really excited. And then finally the day comes where they have to hop onto this freaking plane. They got to travel over there. They got to rent a car. They got to go to the hotel. They got to do all these things that are normally annoying for all of us. But this kid is just so excited. She can't wait to meet that Disney princess that she's been looking up to and has her toys and has her on the wall and watches the movie every single week and all that. And then finally... When she sees the Disney, she tugs on their dress. And if that person turns around and says, what? Because they're having a bad day. It just ruins everything. And now that experience is going to be seared in that family's head, and they're not going to want to come back. They're not going to want to tell their friends about it. So really the success of business, how to truly scale a great business, you have to have amazing customer experience. And we really have to think about with this, Are you doing that? Are you creating an experience within your business that's going to be memorable and that they're going to want to talk about? A really important thing for me, what I always try to stress on my team and myself, is if you just deliver the result that the prospect came into your business for, that's great. But that's what they expected. Why should they refer you to anybody? Like if you have a great customer experience, they're going to stay and they're going to refer But if you told them, hey, I'm going to help you lose 10 pounds in 30 days, and they lose 10 pounds in 30 days, and it's really just been an okay experience, they're either not going to stay, and they're probably not going to tell their friends. So whatever you tell them you're going to do, you have to deliver 10 times the value of that. You have to make sure that every time that they come in to your facility, they buy your product, it is an amazing experience that makes them feel great on the inside, and it's something that they actually want to share with people. This is how you build a business that grows, that's scalable, that can be sold. You know, so it's great if you have great advertising and a strong sales process, you can attract people and sign them up. But if you can't keep them, then every single month you're going to be running and, you know, spinning in this mouse wheel or whatever the heck that saying is, where you're hoping that you make enough money so you can be profitable this month. Instead, through time within your business, all of that should just be the icing on the cake. When you have great marketing, when you have a great sales process, that you know you can go into any market if you're brick and mortar and open up another location and be successful and do all that. But then you really know that you have something that's going to be session-proof, 
that people are going to love, where you're going to have an amazing community. You're going to have extremely strong referrals that are adding on to all your paid advertising by having amazing customer experience. That is truly the separator in your business. And you can have great marketing and bad customer service, and then eventually that word's going to get out, and really the marketing isn't going to matter. You know, it could be the best market, but you notice, like, especially if you're in a local market, maybe it's not working as well because there's only so many new people. So you want to be that service that for every one person you sign up, they tell three to five people or more. That comes down to having an amazing customer experience. And that, again, is going to be a whole another, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive into a, a bunch of that. But you need to have absolutely amazing customer experience. So those are the top three things that you need to have for a business that can, whether you want to do multiple millions a year, 10 million a year, 20 million a year, or even just a million dollars a year or whatever. Those are the three things that you're going to need to have in order to make it happen. You have to be constantly advertising. You need to have a strong sales process. And you really need to deliver an amazing customer experience. If you lock those three things down, then you're going to have a business that you can be happy with, that's going to be predictable, and that's going to grow. Now, all of that's great. You know you need to advertise. You know you need to sell now. And you need to wow them with your experience. And as a little bonus, don't be afraid to test and fail and fail often and fail fast. As you heard in a lot of those stories, like, Usually they were all rooted in some sort of failure first and then throughout it. And I can go into, and I will, a lot more of my failures along the way. In order to truly build a great business, you need to have those three. And actually I should just say like, those are the three that are, I can really attribute a lot of the success to the growth of my business and the other businesses that have come from it. Uh, those are the three things that I can really attribute a lot of it to. And that it's super practical that you can go ahead and put into play. And with this, I want to share that like business isn't complicated. It's not easy. It is actually, in fact, hard because you have to focus on that simple stuff and you have to do it all the time. And sometimes it's not the stuff you love and it's not the stuff that's sexy. And that's just like fitness. You know, if you want to create a transformation where you lose weight or you build muscle, you do all this stuff or whatever, you really have to make sure that you're working out like every single day. You have to make sure that you're eating right every single day. And you have to make sure that you're recovering every single day. If you do those things on a consistent basis, not like 50% of the time, like 80% or more of the time, 90% even better. If you do those things, then you're going to create the transformation. It's the same thing with business. You have to do those boring stuff, the basic stuff that, you know, that the marketing, the advertising, the sales process, the wowing with experience all the time. You have to be able to do that. And yes, there's a lot more components of business, but you have to do that all of the time in order to grow your business. You can't do it one time. You can't test it, whatever, and all that stuff, and then hope it happens. So if you want to be able to start or scale your business, those are the three things that I really believe you need to focus on. So that's all I have for today. Really appreciate you listening. Really hope that you got some really good value of it. And I'll see you in the future. Catch you later. Hey, thanks for spending your time with me today. I made this show to help people just like you overcome the challenges and adversity that come with entrepreneurship. So if you know someone that could truly benefit from today's show, please be sure to share this episode with them. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on Unleashing Greatness.